Hey, what's up, everyone out there? My name is Johnny, and I'm here with my counterpart, Ryan, and we would like to welcome you to our first official podcast of Court Visions. Tell them what's up, Ryan. What's good, everyone? You know, I'm ready to talk some ball and get some hot takes on what's going to go on in the league this year. Likewise, now let's get started with our show where we will take a more in-depth look at the NBA and look into some of the more underlooked players that we have in the league this year. All right, before we get going, though, I just wanted to clarify our name for the people real quick. So Court Visions, we really wanted to move away from focusing on the game from a purely analytical standpoint. Agreed. Now, most fans and professional analysts nowadays solely rely on box scores and statistical analyses to determine who the top players and teams are in the league. Yeah, here at Court Visions, we wanted a fresh take. We wanted our listeners to really be able to visualize the game and understand why these players are special. Now, that is not saying that statistical analysis should be completely ignored. We will occasionally post some fantasy segments where we will look at the top players in the league based purely on efficiency and inefficiency. Now, without further ado, let's get started with our first show. Our first segment will be Power Rankings, where both me and Ryan will give you our top five teams in the league this year. We're only about eight to ten games into the season for most of the teams at this point, so not a huge sample size, but there have been a few teams that have set themselves apart early on. All right, so let's get started with the power rankings then. Who do you got at number one? All right, let's go. So I have Toronto at number one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, man. I mean, they're eight and one right now with some wins against some quality opponents. Wins coming against the Celtics, the Wizards, the Hornets, and the T-Wolves, just to name a few. And not to mention the fact that they have just traded for a top three player, arguably when he's healthy, in Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's missed a few games though this year, right? True, true. And but they haven't seemed to struggle without him. But yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to one. that later on. But like, like I said, they just traded for Kawhi, but we didn't know which Kawhi Leonard the Raptors would be getting. Mm-hmm. To keep it short, though, they got the nice version of Kawhi, and like they haven't lost when he plays in a game for them yet. So that's MVP material to me. So, and I mean, don't expect them to slow down anytime soon. I'd predict they stick in the top five for a majority, if not all of the season. I agree the Raptors should probably stay in the top five throughout the year if Kawhi is healthy. Yeah, that's, 100%. that's a good asterisk to put yeah, on Yeah, I'm not it. really yeah. sure what's wrong with him, why he's resting, if he just sat out close to a year. I think it's what I read. It's all precautionary. It's just Kawhi like wanting to take care of his body, trying to keep keep himself ahead of the injuries. I understand. So let me tell you who I have at number one. All right, let's hear it. I mean, I don't think you're going to be too surprised to hear that I have the Golden State Warriors at number one. Okay. We've already seen two 50-point <laughs> games from Steph and Clay. That's so. fair. That's fair. Uh, they're nine and one. They're only lost to Utah by two points. Or I'm sorry, to the Nuggets, 198. And it was only by two points. Uh, they're defeating their opponents by an average of 11.5 points per game. Uh, they're definitely getting the job done. And I'm sure many of you have seen all the social media posts out there about Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant literally switching off games to go off. It seems that they might even be fighting to see who's going to score 30 or 40 each game. I mean, that's what, that's just what's so beautiful about the Warriors. It's like, you don't know who's going to do it on any given night. You could show up to a game and Clay could drop 50, or like you said, KD or Steph could be the one to do it. Exactly. And 
last year was different for me. The Warriors, so? You- so the Warriors seemed to struggle a little bit last year. I don't think their players played with as much cohesiveness as they are now. They look much more comfortable with each other. Yeah, this definitely looks like a team closer to like the postseason than it is 10 games into the season right now. And the fact of the matter is, game one, they played the Thunder. Stephen Curry dropped 32 points. Second game, they played the Jazz. Kevin Durant dropped 38. Curry dropped 31. Then they played the Nuggets. Stephen Curry dropped 30 points. Then they played the Suns. And Stephen Curry dropped 29, which was the lowest total out of the three thus far in terms of leading the team in points per game. And the thing about that is it's not so much as like how many points he's scoring, but it's how he's doing it on the floor. And it's efficient every time. He's he's playing with more efficiency than he ha- than he was in his unanimous MVP season. So if that's not saying something, then I don't know. Curry's out of his mind right now. Yeah, and I would say he's probably playing the best ball of his career. Agreed. S- kind of s- similar to his MVP season. To me, he would be the number one for the MVP vote right now. I think he's shown that he's back to old Steph. Uh, the slumps that he had the past few years are definitely gone. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd expect the back-to-back champs to be doing this, yeah. though, right? So, yeah. the fact that they're number one, like, it's sort of just like a pat on the back for themselves. Like, sure, they're the Warriors. Like, we know they're going to be here. All right. Well, but, you had the Raptors at number one. So, yeah. tell me who you got at number two. Like I said, I mean, you'd expect the Warriors, the Warriors to be there. Yep. So, just to, to keep it fair, like, yeah, I have the Warriors at number two. Okay. I mean... Like you said, they're yeah, nine yeah. and one, and they beat the teams that they beat. Uh, they're quality opponents. Yeah, obviously the Warriors are at the top of them, but like they're beating everyone yeah. that's supposed to be these competitive playoff teams. So what does that say for this season? I don't know. Or the Warriors going to be an make easy championship again? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, Kerr just came out and said a couple days ago. Hey, you know, we're really looking forward to getting Boogie a ring and seeing like what happens because we pretty much know we can't keep him. So wow, that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's part of the reason I have them at two. You know, uh, like you like you said, anyone can do it on any given night. Clay can go off for sixty and three quarters. We just saw him break the threes in a game. It's nothing new. The only concern I have about this team is their depth past their all-star team starting yeah, lineup. Yeah, they do not have a bench this year, and I yeah. think it showed for the first time. Any injury happens to those core guys, Warriors are in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really expect guys like Damian Jones and Kevon Looney to step up for extended yeah. periods of time throughout the season. So that's the only concern I have for the Warriors, because other than that, they have two MVP candidates, and as long as those two players stay healthy... The Warriors are going to feast. So here's a question for you. Yeah, what's you got? If one of the Warrior stars gets injured, which one would it have to be for them to not be the favorites to win the championship? Kevin Durant, without a doubt. I'll, I'll just say, I mean, we've we've only seen this team lose when they didn't have Kevin Durant. But to just to go past that, the skills that he brings to the table, I think just he's so hard to guard on the opposing end. So when you have that guy in the lineup, he's what makes things just that much easier for them. The, what makes them just have that much more spacing. You know, you take KD out of there, Steph just has to work that much harder. And that's like all these teams need. These, these 
not bottom tier. How do I put it without sounding disrespectful? These these teams, bottom tier teams, these bottom tier teams to the war to the Warriors. Yeah. These bottom tier teams to the Warriors. That's all they're looking for. One crack, one crack in the armor to be able to get through and knock the Warriors off the pedestal. Okay. See, I don't think the Warriors would be able to win without Stephen Curry. Okay. I mean, obviously, they would probably be the favorites, but I'm not sure if they would pull it out. Clay Thompson, I think, is their most expendable player. I mean, I don't no, he's dangerous. Don't get me wrong, but he's not by any means necessary. We've seen the Warriors take care of business without Curry in the playoffs, though. Like, what do you have to say to that? I say that it was the first two rounds of the playoffs. And you're expecting now the competition, I'm guessing, it would be a lot more so than at that point? or Well, not only is the West getting better, but Stephen Curry wasn't gone when they played the Rockets. He True, was, he only missed he that Portland series. He was gone during and, and Utah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think they'd be able to win down the stretch in the conference finals and the finals without Stephen Curry, especially against Boston. Boston's going to give them a run for their money. But true. in my opinion, the one person that you wouldn't be able to leave out is Draymond Green because, in my opinion, he is the most important player on their team because basketball is two-dimensional. There's offense and defense, and Draymond Green is by far the best defensive player on their team. He is a triple-double threat. He does way too many things on the court. And I think that if Draymond's not there, they lose the most in a basketball player in terms of bringing the most things to the court. Obviously, I mean, Draymond with Clay, runs point for them on like a majority of their possessions. Yeah. So they're losing their floor general, And you only need so much scoring. If yeah. someone's dropping 50 points, then... The other guy isn't going to need to score 30 points. You already have two Hall of Famers, no matter yeah. what. I mean, is the true, third one who true. can... Yeah, it's not know that the, necessary. I, mean, we know, I think we Draymond's... We know the Warriors are special. We know they're special. That's yeah. why you got them at one, though. So who do you have at two, though? So I have the Toronto Raptors. I guess we can agree that they're the top two teams in the league. Definitely. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say much about them because you already touched upon them, but eight and one, beating quality teams... Beating quality teams without Kawhi Leonard. Their only loss is to Milwaukee, who beat them while they didn't have Kawhi. His injury is scaring me a little bit, but they're holding their own without him. So the Raptors have to be up there at number two. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They're yeah. definitely, they've definitely come out quickly and proven themselves to be yeah. the Eastern Conference favorite, I guess I would say. I mean, the Celtics have been disappointing so far, mm-hmm. so. But as I mean, of now, I don't. See I have anyone. them. I have them under the Warriors for sure. The Raptors. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that just goes back to me saying that we expect the Warriors to be doing this. Okay, you know, so yeah. that's that's why I had that. Okay, but so it. interesting. Okay. All right. So who do you have at number three then? Three. I have to go with the Denver Nuggets at eight and one right now. All right. I respect it. I'm not. I'm not too big a fan of the Denver Nuggets. So I'll, I'll hear you pol- out. Though. They're definitely a polarizing team. You either love them or you hate yeah. them. So Denver, you know, their front office has done an amazing job over these last few seasons assembling a roster that can compete on a nightly basis against these Western Conference juggernauts. Uh-huh. I mean, that being said. I don't think anyone expected Jokic to start the season the way he did. 
I mean, he's been on fire. Yeah. This man, no one can guard him, it seems like. He's coming out as a triple-double threat every night, and he's even reduced his turnovers by one so far. So that's a good thing to see because that was one of his faults last year. He gave up the ball way too much. Mm -hmm. So with Jokic, though, he definitely won't be falling off anytime soon, and he will be carrying Denver this season little side note so anyone that may have taken Jokic with their first round fantasy pick that one uh-huh. might have been a risky pick but at the time but I'm sure those people are very happy right now he's definitely paid off for them yep and Jokic is only 23 years old so definitely a bright future ahead for him the he's upside is an, insane yeah and he's already an all-star caliber player agreed and he's special definitely when I see him play the passes he makes Honestly, when the NBA releases their top assists of the year, I think he slept on. He should probably he's have well, had, he's got all those no look passes, no look passes like behind the back just passes. Got great chemistry with his team. Man, they I, surrounded him with four shooters, and that's just a great thing to agreed. do. Agreed. And man, I saw this one pass that he had where he's fallen out of bounds. Double team literally throws it behind his back, a bounce pass without looking in front of a defender. And into his teammates' hands. I believe it was Wilson Chandler last year. Yeah. But it was just insane. Yeah, he's definitely a special player. But, I mean, I don't like the Nuggets that much. So I didn't have them at number three. I put the we Bucks got... at number three. Bucks, okay. I mean, they're 7-1. and one. They lost to the Celtics. The Celtics are supposed to be the best team in the East. Surprising that we don't have them on their power ranking so far, but they've been disappointing. I mean, like I, yeah, like I said, they started off pretty disappointing. Yeah. So it's fair. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But... The thing about the Bucks that I like is their reserves. Um, or not reserves, I would say role players that they have around Giannis. Uh, Chris Middleton is honestly one of the most underrated players in the league. He has slept we, on we so much. We already know that. He's like now one of the most popular underrated players in the league, if that yeah. makes any sense. But yeah, this dude's having a great season. He's averaging 20 points, five and a half rebounds, four assists. Uh, he shoots 87.5 from the line. He's shooting 47 from the field, um, and he's making four threes a game. That's pretty absurd, you know? That's the caliber of, like, Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson. Chris Middleton's a good player. And you got guys like Malcolm Brogdon around him. Eric Bledsoe, who people have completely forgotten about him. Drew Bledsoe. You know how it is. <laughs> but, yeah, the Bucks are definitely a solid team this year. They've got Brooke Lopez at the center, and I think he adds a different dimension to their offense that they haven't really seen before because he's a big man who can shoot the three from outside. Uh, yeah, and they lack that in Giannis, so it's nice. Exactly, to have and they had, John they had John Henson. They had John Henson at the center last year. John Henson. Yeah, he's fallen out of the rotation a bit, but it's definitely added to their offensive firepower. The Bucks are one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Yeah, you know, I really like Milwaukee. They've gotten off to a great start this season, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why I have them as my fourth team in the power rankings. Uh-huh. Like you said, they're off to a 7-1 and record. And I'm going to focus a little bit on who they've beaten. So they've beaten teams like the Hornets, Pacers, Sixers, T-Wolves, and Raptors. Those are some quality opponents. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, they have Giannis and Middleton, and these two guys have gotten off to a great start this season. I'd like to see Giannis expand his range a little more because it seems like we've seen his offense limited to (laughs) 
inside the restricted area yeah. almost. He's shooting what a dismal six percent from three point range. Something like 6%. that. Six yeah. percent. Yep. So I mean, but but with without without focusing too much on his faults, man, he's been doing something special this yeah. year. Yeah, definitely. He's he's carrying this team. Along with Middleton and those other guys you mentioned. Middleton is definitely the second in command, wouldn't you agree? Agreed. So Milwaukee's going to need these guys to perform on a nightly basis if they're going to want to stay in my top five power rankings. Mm-hmm. Any decline from these two, and we could easily see the Bucks drop. Yep. And as for my number four in the power rankings, I mean, I'm going to choose the Denver Nuggets because they're 8-1. and one. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we already touched on them enough, more than we need to. Uh, Jokic, he's the only player I like on that team. I don't know, just yeah, I was gonna of how say, good he is. And it you sounds like he's making talent. you warm up to the Nuggets a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. He had that one legendary game, and I mean that was absolutely legendary. The perfect triple dub. Yeah. He had, what, 35, 11, and 11, and he was 11 of 11 from the field. Yeah, we might not see another game like that yeah. for a while. That was a crazy <laughs> Probably from efficient him. game. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next one to do that. Yeah, we'll himself. see. <laughs> but, I mean, Jamal Murray has been somewhat disappointing in my opinion. He was the he was voted to be the leading candidate for most improved this year. He's coming into his third year. This yeah. is the season where you really expect to see players take that leap really become a player that can carve out a significant role for themselves within the team, within a team that wants to make the playoffs. I mean, their dreams have been crushed by OKC these last couple of years. Westbrook with an amazing game, 50-point triple-double yeah. to kill their <laughs> playoff dreams, but that's besides the and point. And that's why they should be hungry, man. Yeah, They I'm were the surprised. ninth seed last yeah. year. I mean, I guess they're 8-1, and one, so they're definitely upset. At how their season ended last year, it looks like they're coming out with the fire. Yeah, they've really responded well to that. Mm-hmm. So, but Jamal Murray, as I was saying, he made a very tiny step. You said he needed to make a leap in that third year, but his step is very, very tiny. We'll, Gary we'll Harris has impressed we'll, me. I mean, we'll more give him some him. time. It's still early on in the season, like yeah. we said earlier on. Mm-hmm. And now we will get into our fifth pick, where. So far, we have had the same teams in our top four. Granted, they were in different orders because maybe we have biases. I personally think that the Warriors will always be number one in a power rankings. I just like to change it up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> no, I understand. But now number five so, should be a team with more than one loss. Every team that we've named so far has only had one loss. So who do you got at number five? Yeah, there's obviously a drop-off in talent when it comes mm-hmm. – or. Performance. Performance. Yeah, Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. When it came to this fifth team, I kind of had to dig deep, but I went with the Spurs. Uh, They're six and two. I like that pick, man. Yeah, I I mean, I felt like it was a safe pick. You know, the Spurs are always going to be that quality organization. Mm -hmm. And let's take a look at the teams they've beaten. At six and two, they have two wins against the Lakers, quality opponent. Win against the T-Wolves and Pelicans, quality opponents. And then a win against the Suns. Not so quality, but a win's a win. Them. Exactly, a win's <laughs> a win. Can't get mad at them for a, winning a, that game. They have a new superstar in DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. You know, he's just figuring out how to work with this team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a win's a win. We'll give them that. And, I mean, the Spurs just continue to show us why they're considered one of the best organizations in the NBA. I mean, that system that Pop has there is just something amazing. He takes a player in with DeMar. Obviously, DeMar has the talent. 
but it just seems like he fits in so seamlessly there. He's performing in the clutch amazingly. I mean, just the other night against the Lakers, DeMar had a Kobe-esque shot on yeah. Josh Hart mm-hmm. where Hart didn't fall for any of his fakes, didn't matter. DeRozan sunk it, and that was the ice. That was the ice in the game. He yeah. handled it. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan is playing at a very high level right now. And not to even mention his counterpart on that team, LaMarcus Aldridge. You know what? Along with Middleton, I would say LaMarcus Aldridge is, is could be considered one of the more slept-on players. Mm-hmm. That could have something to do with the market he plays in in San Antonio. But that's that's conversation for another it's day. It's probably his style of play as well. It's People not People don't find it too exciting. True. But when you think about it, the Spurs have Aldridge. They have DeRozan. They are mid-range gods. Yep. They, they are the mid-range, the mid-range gods. They will. <laughs> I don't expect a team to shoot better than mid-range. Than Arguably the, the best. two best mid-range shooters in the entire league, and they are on the same team. That is something, though. Well, do you think the fact that they don't have those three-point shooters, like those bona fide three-point shooters? I mean, they have guys that can come in and hit the three occasionally. Some, but Bryn like Forbes Bryn has Ford, been yeah. starting. Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay has been playing pretty well. I'll give it to him. You know that he was a teammate with DeMar DeRozan on the Raptors. Yeah, a few back years when back. Rudy mm-hmm. Gay was supposed to be the better player. Not and that now- guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now he's taken a complete backseat to DeMar DeRozan. It's pretty funny to see. A lot of people forget that they played together on the Raptors, but I noticed yep, it on the Spurs. That's definitely an overlooked fact. Yeah. But So who'd you got at five yeah, then? So in Let's terms of my fifth one... I was definitely deciding between the Spurs and the team that I chose. I was also thinking about the Boston Celtics. I only didn't choose the Celtics because they had been underperforming. I think that they should be the outright best team in the East. They haven't been. They lost to the Magic. I mean, I don't need to say anything more than that with I the mean, team whose best player is Aaron Gordon. What surprised me the most is Tatum. He's honestly seemed like maybe not taking a step back, but he hasn't really shown us anything that exciting yet this year. Kind of just the same that we saw last year. Um, I was excited I after his playoff I run. Well, that's the thing. His playoff run was at a completely different level oh, than his regular true. season play. So we can't come to expect that. Exactly. From him. And they have two all-stars back on the team. Now, I think Jason Tatum is the second leading scorer on the Celtics after Kyrie Irving. So if he's not the second best player on the team, he might be the best player. And I know you might be skeptical but the way he's been balling out and the way Kyrie Irving has kind of been stinking it on the court, Jason Tatum has looked more of like a go-to guy than Kyrie Irving. I mean, there's a I, reason Kobe singled him out to train with him this yeah. season. I, I I buy into the hype. I'm all for Jason Tatum. Yeah. I think he's going to be a superstar in the next few years in this league. Yep. And uh, Sorry for going off on that tangent about the Celtics. Let me get back to who I got at number five. And... As I was saying, deciding between Boston and San Antonio, I didn't choose either of them. I chose Indiana. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. And now the reason I choose Indiana is because record-wise, they're doing fine. They're third in the East. They're seven and three. They have a better record than Boston. They actually just beat Boston tonight. On a nice shot from Oladipo, I might add. On a game Oladipo three. Again, sealing steal. And then he too. steals it on the possession that Boston had to win the game. Oladipo is such a great story. He's a special player. And the Pacers, 
I mean, they're just balling out. Their game between Boston pretty much decided who would be in the fifth spot. The only reason I didn't play the Spurs, and I'm you said it during your analysis of them, their wins came against the Lakers. The Lakers again. The Mavericks. The Suns. And I don't think the Lakers are really at the top of their game at the time. I mean, they did beat the T-Wolves and Pelicans too, so. Agreed. They beat the Pelicans tonight. The T-Wolves game was a pretty close one. And again, DeMar DeRozan is absolutely just gutting those games out because he's clutch. He is. He's clutch. But Oladipo's been clutch too. And the Pacers have not been playing too bad of competition either. What I really like about the Pacers is their depth. That team, like, Oladipo's obviously the number one talent on that team. But after that, their two through seven are just, like, really quality players. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go from guys like Sabonis to Miles Turner Mm -hmm. to Collison to Tyreek Evans. I mean, they have a lot of quality players. And Darren Collison hit their game winning shot. Against the Celtics. Oh, he or, did. I'm sorry, against the Chicago Bulls. So, yeah, that's to my point. Yeah, so they have <laughs> yeah. a number of guys that can Back just contribute on shots. any on any given night. Thad Young, I completely forgot about him. He's nice too. Mm-hmm. Now let me throw this out at you. Wednesday, October 24th, Indiana Pacers at San Antonio Spurs. Indiana won it 116 to 96, and it was in San Antonio. Damn. What do you think of that performance? I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that justifies you putting them in your top five. Yep. But I mean, Oladipo, DeRozan, as players, what do you think? I'd have to go with DeRozan. Mm-hmm. I think De, I think DeRozan's a more quality offensive player. Yeah, I agree. But I think in the long run, Oladipo just... And he's younger than He him, has right? way too much room to grow. And because he is also a freak athlete... And he gets like steals per games, blocks per games. He... It's just the consistency with Oladipo. Yes, honestly, he's but still I, young though. He's got time. I mean, DeRozan is obviously the more polished player. He's an All Star starter. Oladipo is just carrying a load, also in a much weaker Eastern Conference. They're too weak that it's not even fair. But Oladipo is going to be an All Star just because he can carry the load in that conference. Um, I don't know. I think he could end up being better than DeMar DeRozan one day, though. Yeah, I mean, he has some years to prove it, yeah. so we'll go ahead and see what Sorry, if on. you guys could not tell, I'm a big fan of Victor Oladipo. <laughs> Watched him at Indiana, uh, saw him at Oklahoma City, was very upset when he was in that slump, and, you know, I got really hyped last year when he was able to bring the Pacers to the playoffs. Side note about Victor Oladipo. The other day, I was just saw something. The Orlando Magic really gave up a lot, yep. man. I mean, they gave yep. up Oladipo, Tobias Harris, uh, all these guys that right now are balling somewhere about, else. Exactly. <laughs> if you think about now, if they were on their team, they would have a lineup of Fournier, Oladipo, Alfred Aaron Payton Gordon, too. Vukovic, Payton, and not to mention who did I miss there? Aaron Gordon? Did you mention Aaron Gordon? I think Mo I Bamba, got Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. There you go, yeah. Jonathan Isaacs. They have a lot of nice mm-hmm. guys there. Now, granted, they might not have had the picks that they Tobias, have. Tobias Harris. Grew. Tobias Harris. That's, oh, yeah, who, yeah. that's who I missed out. But, but, yeah. Yeah. Granted, they might not have those later draft picks if they kept those guys. Because who knows? They would have performed eventually, right? True. True. All right. Now... 
that completes our power rankings. Just to recap, Johnny right here finishes with Warriors at one, Raptors at two, Bucks at three, Nuggets at four, and the Indiana Pacers at five. All right, and for Ryan's top five, I had Toronto, Warriors, Denver, Milwaukee, and San Antonio. We'll see what goes on next week, though. Who knows? For all we know, there could be five new teams in there. Mm -hmm. I don't expect the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors (laughs) will definitely not be falling out. But yeah, let let us know what you guys think of our power rankings. Yeah, if you had any different teams in there, let us know why. All right, and now it's time to get into our second segment of the show, where we are going to give you our team of the week. Now, granted, we are already three weeks into the season, so what this is going to be really is us giving our best player at each position, both in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, for the past three weeks of the NBA season. What do you want to get started with, Johnny, East or West? Let's get started with the Western Conference. Okay. So let's get it going with the West. I'm going to go with my point guard first, just go through the rest of my lineup. Uh Starting at the point guard, I have none other than Stephen Curry. Yep. I mean, what else can we say about him that hasn't already been said in Mm -hmm. this episode? The man is doing some amazing things. He's averaging 32 points per game and hitting six threes at a higher percentage than he was his his unanimous MVP season. Mm-hmm. The Warriors, they just make life so easy. Steph Curry makes life easy for the Warriors, and the Warriors make life easy for yeah. Steph Curry. It's just yeah, a beautiful definitely. thing they got going on there. And just to, just to keep it moving on, I had Jimmy Butler at the shooting guard position. Mm-hmm. So despite all that drama that's gone on with the T-Wolves, Jimmy is still showing up and done his job every single day. He's shown why he's one of the best two-way players on the floor. And I would expect him to be an all-star in the Western Conference if he stays in the Western Conference. (laughs) We'll keep that in mind, too. So moving on to my small forward, I had Kevin Durant. And so we already mentioned his teammate Curry earlier on. And so it's really hard to make stat line of 28. 8 and 6 look pedestrian, but somehow Curry's managed to do that with his teammate KD. Mm-hmm. That being said, KD has been lighting it up as of late. I would like to be a, I I would like to see a bit more of that defensive presence though that we saw last year. Mm-hmm. So last year KD had teams hesitant to drive, but this year we're really we saw a big decrease in his blocks per game. So next on to power forward, I have LaMarcus Aldridge. We touched on the Spurs a lot. LaMarcus and DeRozan are mid-range gods, Mm -hmm. as you said. (laughs) So no one can stop LaMarcus when he's working in the post. And he's a double-double threat every night. He can easily put up 20 and 15-plus boards. So I have him at power forward. Awesome. And to close off my lineup, I had Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Dropped a perfect triple-double in the first two weeks of the season. That's insane, honestly. I mean, so many people overlooked him when he first came into the league, and he's making sure they all regret that. Before I hand it off to you, though, I did have a quick runner-up for my center position. Uh-huh. I had none other than Javel McGee okay. of the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers, simply because of the defensive presence he's had on that team. I mean, I know they could be joking, maybe not, but his teammates have said he could be a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah. And I'm inclined to agree with them. Yeah, he got six blocks tonight. Insane. All right, so now it's time for me to give you my team of the week. Definitely some similarities on that list. I'll let you know that 
I have three of the five <laughs> that are the same. Uh, so let me get started. Point guard in the Western Conference. I'm going to have to agree with you that Stephen Curry is the best point guard in the West so far. Now, it's pretty obvious. Like Ryan touched upon, he makes things easier for the Warriors and they make it easy for him. But Stephen Curry brings that dimension to their offense because of how far he can shoot. I know Clay Thompson can shoot that far, but Stephen Curry, think about having to guard someone who the second they cross half court, it's like this guy can put the ball in the basket. You have to check him at half court. And when you move the defense all the way from the basket to half court, you're drawing their defense so far away from the basket. That's what gives the Warriors that much space on the court. That's what makes it easy for everyone else. But it's having that that dead range sniper. I mean, that's what makes guys like Looney and Jones look so good on the exactly. Warriors. Because when they're on other teams, they might not look nearly as nice. But and the nope. fact the Warriors put them in those positions for, yeah. because they have all those shooters on the court. And it seems like those guys have way too much space in the paint. More than any other bigs. It's like yeah. bigs on the Warriors are pretty much living in basketball heaven it's because like all they have to do is there. screen roll to the basket and catch lobs from guys like Stephen Curry. Yep. So now my shooting guard, DeMar DeRozan. I know I was comparing him to Victor Oladipo earlier, but DeMar DeRozan is a special player. He has been pulling out games for the Spurs this year. And as I was watching the Spurs games, it didn't really hit me that he was on a different team. It seems he like was he's playing the same role, the right? The same role, yeah. the same style of basketball. He's being just as clutch, if not more clutch. The Spurs fans already love him. He's won them over. Yeah. He's a star of that team, over 27 points a game. Clutch performances like he's had will do that, though. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And Jimmy Butler is definitely a fantastic player. He was my runner-up at the shooting guard, but DeMar DeRozan is just absolutely willing that team. As for my small forward... It really hurt me to choose Kevin Durant over LeBron James because LeBron James is LeBron James. But Kevin Durant, I mean, the Warriors are... Was it the team? Did that do it for you? Just like the performance of the Lakers? Well, LeBron James is the best player in the world, so how can you ever choose anyone over LeBron James? That's the way I look at it. Yeah, true. So Kevin Durant... I, I chose him over LeBron James. (laughs) I was about to say, I mean... He's been balling out. He... Played so well against the Knicks in the fourth quarter. That outscored them. Yeah, exactly. That game just tripped me out because it's scary watching Kevin Durant score as an opponent to the Warriors. I mean, everyone should hate the Warriors at this point because they have ruined the NBA in terms of competition. But Kevin Durant is playing out of his mind. He's scoring easily he can do whatever he wants on the court granted Stephen Curry is probably the reason he's able to do it without him he worked a little bit harder we saw how he played with Clay Thompson but Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant and because LeBron James is missing free throws down the stretch oh you had to you had to do it yeah well well, LeBron James is not pulling out wins for the Lakers he's the best player on that team Kevin Durant is on a winning team and he's balling out yeah fair so on to my power forward Anthony Davis I love Anthony Davis. I love me some Anthony Davis. That dude is going to be the best player in the league in a, er, the best player in the league in a few years. He's already what? What do you have in top top five right now? So if I were to pick 
a fantasy player, I would pick He's Anthony a, oh, Davis yeah. at least two. We'll One save that two. for our fantasy segments. But, yeah, for, for yeah, we'll yeah. save that for our fantasy segments. But as for an on-court player, top five. It's hard to rank him over Curry and LeBron and KD. He has explicitly stated that he thinks he's the best player in the world. I don't agree with that notion yet. season is backing that claim up a little bit. It is. It is. They were undefeated without him until he got injured, and it seems like things began to fall apart from there. It's a little sketchy. Nonetheless, he's going to get his stats. A guy who averages over three steals and three blocks a game can't be overlooked, especially if they're scoring over 25 points a game. That's a special player. On to the center. It's another special player. It's Nikola Jokic. We touched upon him. We both love him. Even He's though I am not, man. even though that's, I don't like the Nuggets, yep, he is a one of a kind player, and it's good to see big men with this kind of talent back in the league again. Uh, so that is my Western Conference team of the week: Curry, DeRozan, Durant, Davis, and Jokic. How about you? So to summarize mine, I had Curry, Butler, Durant, Lamarcus, and Jokic. So it looks like our differences there were in the shooting guard, yeah, DeRozan and Butler. Positions. And then Davis and who did you have again? LaMarcus. LaMarcus. All right, so tell me why you think LaMarcus should be over Anthony Davis. So, I mean, I'm going to put LaMarcus over AD just simply because of the games played so far. I mean, LaMarcus has been there. I don't think he's missed a game yet this season. He's Mm -hmm. been there to contribute in every single one of the wins for this team. And while his stats may not have been as amazing as AD's, that's simply because he just doesn't have to do that much for his team. You know, mm-hmm. he has DeRozan there to share that load. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Davis has nice players next to him and Julius, Miritich. Peyton's injured, but when he comes back, that'll be a plus for the team. Mm-hmm. But those guys aren't at the same caliber as DeMar DeRozan. So AD really has to pick up the slack for his teammates. I'm not holding that against him, though. Cause like, I'm not going to say, oh, he, he's a good player. He gets stats. That's that's a bad thing. There's no, that's not a bad thing. That's obviously like a good thing. He's helping his team win. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Lamarcus has been there more this season is why I had him edge him out. Interesting. So when it comes to basketball, do you forget that defense has to be played? <laughs> Can you find a better person to man your paint than Anthony Davis? Just I mean, JaVale that. McGee this season, okay. yeah, maybe, I would have him. And- <laughs> still, Anthony Davis is a smarter player. Yeah, that's he, fair. He knows where to be on defense. Can you imagine attacking the paint and having to worry about this guy every single time you go into the paint? Just think about that presence. To play against Anthony Davis, you're going into the paint with a tree jumping at you. Okay. <laughs> This I mean, dude this is, is an insane defensive player. He single-handedly will control the paint in a game no matter who he's playing against. And he has stretched his game out to the three this year. LaMarcus can shoot the three sometimes. I mean, he's solid. Yeah, br- But Anthony Davis is special. I'm not denying the fact that AD is an amazing basketball player. That I'd, I'd be an idiot if I tried to deny that yes, fact. Yes, you would. <laughs> what I am going to say, though, is that Anthony Davis has only played in five of his team's nine games. Mm-hmm. So LaMarcus edged him out simply because he has played in all those games. I mean, 
come back and talk to me next week. Chances are Anthony Davis, if he's comes back, if he's healthy, if he performs, he might beat LaMarcus out for that spot. But the fact of the matter is we're seeing LaMarcus play right now. We're not seeing Anthony Davis play. That's why he beat him out in my team of the week because he is playing this week. He's producing more because this he's week because he is playing. Yes. So that's that's my that's yeah. my defense of my guy. The best ability is availability. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, I mean, Anthony Davis did play tonight. Granted, they lost to the Spurs and Lamarcus Aldridge. True, he I'll waited give until the last game of the he he waited until the last game of the week to play. Yeah. So. But, team of the week, maybe team of today's but games. team of the first three weeks. <laughs> yeah, now, how about that? I just think. Anthony Davis is just – I like two-dimensional players. I will always take someone who brings a completely different aspect of the game. To the yeah, floor. like I, I mean, was saying true. And LaMarcus isn't a terrible defender, but you are right in saying that Anthony Davis is obviously bounds ahead of him when he is – when it comes to defending. I mean, we don't like to focus on the stats, but if we're just looking at it, Anthony Davis averages a combined nearly six blocks and steals a game. LaMarcus barely scratches two. Yeah. So, agreed. I mean – your guy is nice. I agree. <laughs> All right. Now, our other discrepancy was Jimmy Butler versus DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, now, so what was, what's your reasoning? What what makes you pick DeMar over my guy, Jimmy? Well, do I need to give you a reason of why I picked DeMar? Because you gave me a reason of why you like DeMar, and it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan is a baller. We have already covered this. Um, I mean... Jimmy Butler has been balling out, but he's in and out of games. Yeah, just because of that. The team drama beef. around that situation. So there's that availability really factor Jimmy. as well, right? Yeah, the availability <laughs> comes into play when it comes to Jimmy. That's true. He has just missed his first game, I think, two days ago. What we don't know if it was for rest or if it was for personal this whole reasons. trade, personal reasons. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy came out and said. Man, if my body was good, I would be playing. This is simply like rest purposes, but what can we believe? Like after yeah. players saw what went down with IT, player loyalty is out the window. They're only going to focus on themselves, make sure they're 100% healthy mm. before they go into a game. Yeah. And I mean, I was just joking about that availability thing, but <laughs> DeMar DeRozan It's a fair hey, it's a fair it point. Is, it's it a is. fair point. He but, has he hasn't played in all his team. I yeah. don't think he's missed as many games as AD, but it's true. He hasn't yeah. played in all his team's games. Mm-hmm. And DeMar DeRozan, he's one of those players that when I see them on the court, they just like carry that swagger like Kobe used to. And also his game, the shots he takes from the mid-range are very Kobe-like. And I'm surprised that he makes a good percentage of them. Now, your point on defensive exactly, and I was gonna get on that. Jimmy Butler is a very good defensive player. I might say Jimmy's a better defender than DeRozan. He is, but are the Timberwolves a better defensive team than the Spurs? No, but that's because of holes in the other, like other players' faults, not because of those. But yeah, you're right. Team defense. Way worse when it comes to the yeah. So Jimmy is definitely a lockdown defender. He gets more steals. Um, he is on a team where he is forced to play defense. Yeah, and DeRozan is on a team where defense is an identity. It's it's more of a identity. It's not an individual accolade that a player can bring. Now, granted, like when Kawhi was on that team, it enhanced the defense significantly obviously it's Kawhi Leonard but DeRozan fits there 
He's not a defensive liability. I don't think Aldridge is a defensive liability. Anthony Davis is just a supernatural defender. I don't think Jimmy's a supernatural defender. He's definitely an all-defensive type player. He's probably one of the best wing defenders we have in the league right now. Yeah, next to him and Kawhi. I, Kawhi edges him out, beats him out for that position, obviously. But mm-hmm. he's one of the best. And the thing is with DeRozan, they've played the Lakers twice. And LeBron was always an obstacle he couldn't get over. And... It's kind of nice I, seeing him, I like right? seeing him yeah. <laughs> be able to beat LeBron. Not only did he beat them, he was by far the best player in both of those games. Now, Aldridge also went off on the Lakers because they have a huge lack of height. But DeRozan was enforcing his will. LeBron didn't step up to him either, which is surprising. That just made me have a newfound respect for DeRozan. That made me put him on a much higher pedestal because he's showing that he is a much different caliber player on the Spurs than he was in recent years. Yeah, maybe this new setting has kind of made him forget all those past shortcomings against LeBron and his Cavaliers teams in Toronto. I mean, what did we see? They got swept last year in the playoffs. The year before, they got they took the Cavs to six games, and this was a Raptors team with DeMar that was expected to go far. So it's a good sign that we've seen him now really, really... You know, accept responsibility mm-hmm. for the player that he should be, yeah. which should be a player that leads a team to maybe a championship run. Mm-hmm. Maybe not while the Warriors are still a team, but a deep playoff run. We'll yeah. give him that. Agreed. And now both those guys have the takeover quality. It's not like we're pick- picking bad quality players. We're choosing between the absolute best players in the league here. There's always mean, going to be a close call. There is a common theme between these two guys. They both beat up on the Lakers this season. Yeah, true. We saw Jimmy go off against and, them he and jimmy took miss. on lebron too yeah these jimmy guys always goes at lebron anymore. no That's i don't know i don't know well derozan didn't really have to go up against lebron that much jimmy was matched up he was on him all the he time he met that challenge jimmy went and off. interestingly enough i watched the uh timberwolves warriors game where they were basically head-to-head the entire game until the warriors of course pulled away in the fourth quarter yeah jimmy was picking up curry at half court Sometimes, and whenever someone was picked up by Jimmy, they would just get rid of it. I mean, when you have Kevin that's Durant and Clay Thompson, it's okay. Defender, he he makes them uncomfortable enough to get rid of the ball, and that's another aspect of defending: just being an absolute menace and just getting at your opponent. That's the type of defender that Jimmy is. He's gonna stay on you. He's gonna stick to you like gum. And he can tell you what flavor you are after the game, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I mean, that concludes the Western Conference. Now we will give you our Eastern Conference teams or our Eastern Conference team of the week. I'm sorry. Would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll get it started. I'll get it started. So start off with our point guards again. But real quick, when it comes to point guards, uh, how could we have forgotten to discuss Kyle Lowry, Lowry. when we talk about the Raptors. (laughs) I mean, this is partly on me, too. Shame on me. Shame on us. The disrespect. I had them as my number one ranked team, and I forgot to mention Mention the fact that they have a baller point guard Mm -hmm. in Kyle Lowry. And he's the one who's holding it down when Kawhi's gone. Exactly. This this man is a double-double threat when it comes to points and assists. And he's just a great floor general for this team to have. He's a guy that I'll kick it to the open guy if there's someone there for three, Mm -hmm. but he's also someone that can just take over a game at the end and Mm -hmm. just win it for you down the stretch. So that's who I have for point guard. Next, my shooting guard. 
this is where I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I mean, most of these guys we've been picking have been on fairly decent teams for the most part. So I'm going to pick, I'm about to pick a guy that's on a not so great team. Okay. I'm going to go with Zach Levine. So interesting. He's been really exciting to watch so far. His explosiveness is back and his first step has been so nice. He's getting past defenders with ease. Then like, you know, Zach's just one of those feel good stories. You always want to see guys that struggle with injuries, be able to make it back into the league and perform. All right. So moving on, we already mentioned him a lot. He's a contributing factor to my number one power rank team in the Raptors. It's Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've said a lot about him tonight. This man is an MVP candidate, a two-way player that, you know, to mention him one specific play. Did you see that no-look steal the other day from yes, Kawhi? Yes, I did. <laughs> that has got to be one of the most impressive plays I have ever seen in my life. I, I can't even believe the defensive instincts to like just it's be aware of that. It was, it was all, all instinct. Just he knew where the ball was without even look. Like he was just tracing the path. Oh, of the he ball looked in at his the head. guy throwing the pass. He read where it was going to go and just stuck his hand and waited for the ball to get to that spot. Yep. Ridiculous. Exactly. So, I mean, and he dove while doing it. Not to dove, mention that you have to dive the at the right time. You always love seeing those top guys too just get on the ground. It shows, it shows the whole lineup what they're fighting for. Yep. So uh, moving on, power forward. So I'm just going to do a quick combo here. My power forward and center, both from the same team. It's the, the Twin Towers, I'll say, in Detroit. We have oh, Blake okay. Griffin and Andre Drummond. These guys have been putting up decent stats so far. You mm -hmm. know, Pistons, the Pistons haven't faced too difficult of competition lately. And Blake Griffin's been inconsistent a little bit, but his offense has really shown this year. And I think a contributing factor is his health. This is mm -hmm. one of the first few seasons where he's actually had a chance to put in work in the off season. Well, three weeks in. Three weeks in. Yeah, three weeks in. But, I mean, he just dropped 36 today, man. That, oh, no, I mean in terms yeah. of his health. I hope oh, he can yeah, stay yeah. healthy. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I do really hope he'll stay healthy. He said this off season he really put in work on the summer and, like, on his craft. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the first few times where he wasn't recovering from injury. Gotcha. So we'll see if he can keep it up. Mm -hmm. And Drummond, this man's a walking 20-20. That's what I'll say about him. Obviously, he's a little, he lacks the interior defense that the Pistons need. I really would like to see him step up on that a little bit, but those are my two guys. Now, really quick, off. when you say a qu uh, an easy 2020, you mean he can put it up or he's here, he can average that? Andre oh, oh, he can put up a 2020 okay, average. He won't okay. average. He's a 15 15 average. Oh, yeah. Like, he's but up but he, I mean, he can walk right out onto the court and put that stats up yeah, any I given agree. night. All right, so on to my Eastern Conference team of the week. I have at the point guard, you picked Kyle Lowry. I really, really wanted to pick Kyle Lowry, especially after we disrespected him by not talking about him early on. But Kemba Walker is who I have at the point guard. Now, granted, the Charlotte Hornets are definitely not a top-tier team. It's kind of sad when you look at their lineup. Cody Zeller starts... Jeremy Lamb starts. Hernan Gomez. Nicholas think, Batum right? is the second best player on that team. Nicholas Batum used to be really good. Don't get me wrong. He's definitely got the sauce sometimes, but the second best player on a team, I don't know if that's going to cut it in today's NBA. Kemba Walker, though, has had no problem being the best player on that team. He's averaging over 30 a game. 
he's scoring in absolutely ridiculous ways and he's so tiny. So it's really nice to see a small guy get buckets. Uh, Isaiah Thomas was obviously that feel good story. Kemba Walker is a nonstop feel good story who gets no recognition whatsoever. Yeah, you just wish his team was better, man. Yeah, that seems like it might be a wasted talent. Like we might Mm -hmm. look like five, ten years down the line and be like, damn, what could he have? I wish Kemba had the opportunity to show like show us what he's made of in the playoffs. And it's sad because he's just the word to describe him is really irrelevant. As good as he is, he's just yeah, irrelevant. That's the market. The, the Charlotte market will do that to you. People overlook them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I watched him in college. I saw him at UConn. This dude's a clutch player. Mm-hmm. He's got that gene. He came into the league clutch. Yeah. yeah. And he's a great scorer. Obviously, he's a defensive liability. A tad. He can't guard the best point guards in the league. He's going against Steph. He's going against Westbrook. It's just tough, but not... There's no doubt that he's been balling so far this year. As for my shooting guard, I've chosen Victor Oladipo. I, so yeah, I, mean, I got both. Up a yeah, earlier. I got both Oladipo and DeRozan. Again, I was comparing two top class players, so I have nothing against either of them. I just think Oladipo really came out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. He came out expected to be good, and then he went nowhere, and then he just came came up he literally came up and it was all because he found a home in indiana and they have given him the team they have given him everything they have submitted to him as the king of indiana right now and it's really awesome because he played at indiana in college true he has roots in the state exactly so that is essentially his home if that's the reason he's playing well now that's pretty sad that shows that it's really all a mental thing for him. If that's what it took for him to play well, yeah, maybe like, it's why the couldn't system. He, why couldn't he have been doing this in yeah. OKC? Oh, maybe thing, he's in the right? East now. He was with the Magic before. He didn't really do anything. Obviously, the years could have helped him mature, but the East is definitely a factor. And that's why he's my top shooting guard in the East. I don't know who else to choose. You know, you got Zach Levine who is doing solid, but just not much competition in the East, man, you know? As for my small forward, I'm going to agree with you there with Kawhi Leonard. That was an easy one, right? (laughs) Easy one. The reason I say that is because I have Giannis Antetokounmpo at my power forward. Okay. I have him at my power forward because he's been playing power forward. The Bucks are starting um, Eric Bledsoe. They've submitted Malcolm Brogdon into the starting lineup now, which pushes Middleton to the small forward, which pushes Giannis to the power forward. Yeah, so, and yeah, I, mean, I count him as a power nothing forward. Nothing about Giannis's game would make you think you'd find him along the perimeter yeah, as no. well. He's a he's a point forward. He doesn't shoot. He's not like a perimeter type guy, so definitely qualifying him at the power forward. Also, I didn't want to have to choose between him and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Fair. Those two are probably the two best players in the Eastern Conference. I would say without a doubt they're the two best players in the Eastern Conference, at least in my opinion. Kawhi Leonard is absolutely taking over the Raptors. I don't think I need to justify him anymore. We've talked about the Raptors a lot. Definitely an exciting story this year. Giannis, he's going to have a career year. He's averaging 13.5 rebounds a game, which is absurd. Career high. He's scoring. Those guys are supposed to be good. And that's why I have them on my Eastern Conference team of the first three weeks of the NBA season. As for my center, I picked Joel Embiid. 
Now, I understand Drummond has been doing his thing. He's definitely been doing his thing. But With so the exception has, in two, of two games yeah, this season. Two games this season <laughs> against... Your guy, tell them, Joel tell them. Joel Against Joel Embiid, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Joel Embiid is in his head. He's been trolling him, trolling him on social media. He it's called him a bum funny. today, bro. He called bro. him a bum. Who does that? Joel, Joel Embiid <laughs> is a new species of trash talker. Yeah. But he's all fun in games, so I respect it and I love it. But it's a nice change it gets up the, from like the lovey dovey atmosphere that exactly, the NBA the seemed to adopt over the these NBA last few years. To. Yeah. So Joel Embiid, he dropped 80 points in his last two games, I believe it was, and like yeah. over 20, like 25 rebounds, something like that. But. Joel Embiid has the sauce. I'm surprised he's hitting his little like post fadeaway jump shots, which Hakeem used to hit. If he starts nailing those, how are you supposed to guard him? I mean, how at that point, he has literally every single tool. He has on every offense. arsenal. His right? three, he has could, every his three his could be a bit more consistent, but like he can still. I would still trust him to take an open shot exactly. if he has the ball. Like you know, and Drummond is one of those guys who is freakishly big. Yeah. And he's good because he knows how to use his size, but Joel Embiid knows how to use his size. He's just about as big as Drummond, if not bigger. I think he's got a couple inches on him. Drummond's That's why Drummond can't have his way on him. Embiid. Embiid's Drummond got the, the size. Drummond lacks the finesse. Exactly. That Embiid but Embiid, has. even if he was smaller, I think Embiid could, you know, do some damage on Andre Drummond. Yeah, Joel Embiid has been putting up the stats. In fantasy, I can tell you that he's been causing me some trouble in my matchups. <laughs> we'll get to that much, much, much later. <laughs> but yeah, Joel Embiid rounds out my Eastern Conference team of the week. So give a quick recap. Who'd you have? So I got Kemba Walker, point guard. Victor Oladipo, shooting guard. Kawhi Leonard, small forward. Giannis Antetokounmpo, power forward. And Joel Embiid at the center. Okay, I like it. So our only overlap was in that small forward spot. Then. Can you read yours out yeah, real quick? because I had point guard Kyle Lowry, okay. shooting guard Zach Levine, same small forward in Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. and then Griffin and Drummond to close out that lineup. Gotcha. That's- so before we argue about these players, let me just ask you a quick question. What you got? Where the heck is Giannis? Where is Giannis? Yeah. How is he not on this? As a, just, and he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. What, what's up with that? That's fair. Honestly, I guess it's just the surprise factor of Griffin. The fact that no one really thought he would come out this season performing this way. Did you count Giannis as a power forward or as a small forward? That's also part of the reason. Yeah, I had a feeling. When I made my You're rankings, choosing between him yeah, and Kawhi. Yeah, so him and Kawhi, which so you, is a bit more understandable, so right? So you went like, through the struggle of making that decision. Exactly. You know what? I found a way to, to yeah. get around that, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what it came down to. The fact that when it compares Kawhi to Giannis... I had Kawhi edged above him. So, so why is really that? It's so not, you can, you can yeah, tell me why you got that. I was going to say, really, it's not Griffin and Giannis. It's comparing Kawhi and Giannis together. And, I mean... It's the defense. It's, it's the defense. It's the defense. You the don't off, even and have the, to... And the offense, though, too. I mean, like, around the hoop, True. obviously, Giannis is going to be the more reliable player. Mm-hmm. But Kawhi gives you so much more versatility on the offensive end of the floor. But based on how they've been playing. Based on how they've been playing, too. I mean, I know Kawhi's bringing the... Like, Kawhi's brought the defense every game. Yeah. 
and both their teams have been performing amazingly at eight and one or mm-hmm. at nine and one and seven and one, I believe. So, sorry, Toronto's eight and one. I take that back, but still, really good record. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Giannis is just that MVP candidate, you know. It's going to be hard to leave him out of the team of the week. Hey, man, that's why there's two of us. We yeah, got, that's we true. Got... <laughs> that's true. Let us know if one of us is being crazy. Yeah, let us know if there's even I, – I mean, honestly, it, it's sad to say, but, like, there's probably even other players we could have – there's just so many great players in the yeah. NBA, man. And that's the East is going to be a toss-up because yeah. they don't have those guys who are running it like the West do. Yeah, like the West guys – there's a chance we could be having a few repeat guys when it comes week to week just because of the fact of how good they are. Yeah, and LeBron just left the East, so essentially they're looking to see who the new king is going to be. so each week you're going to have a new guy trying to fight for the throne. Mm -hmm. And the obvious choices were between, what, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. I mean, I would think it was just those three, but... So far, Kyrie's fallen out of the race. I got just Giannis and Kawhi up there. It's going to be between them. As, a, as the top two players. King of the, the East. Okay, I got King you. of the East. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely touch more on the Celtics, but Kyrie has been a disappointment this yeah. season. Yeah. Unless he steps it up, you guys should just look out for Kawhi Leonard and Giannis to just battle it out to see who that guy is going to be in the East. Especially come playoff time, if these guys match up, I'm going to be so excited for that. It'll that prove will be it. A It'll nice prove it. Matchup. Yep. Yeah, but in order to get there, we're gonna have to see Boston try and take the number one seed so that they could possibly possibly match up in that two three. Yeah, we got a lot more to go before we get to that point. You're yeah. definitely right. <laughs> I mean, it should be just like an exciting season. You know, I I just can't wait to see what happens. There's so much that could just go on even the next week with maybe Jimmy even being traded. Yeah, we'll Jimmy's see. always gonna be on the news. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a topic until he gets traded. Yep. <laughs> so one thing that I wanted to touch upon really quickly is Victor Oladipo and Zach Levine. Okay. I w- I want to get on this Levine hype train. Can you please get me on this Levine hype train? I want to feel what you, you feel for feel Zach Levine. Levine. <laughs> I mean, this is mainly just based off of what we expected of Levine, what we've seen from him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know he's a high flyer. He's been in the dunk contest. He won it two years. But yep. the simple fact is that I'm just so excited to see his explosiveness back. I was watching a Bulls game the other day, and there, <laughs> it was funny. There was a fan heckling to heckling to Zach Levine saying, Hey, Zach, this guy can't guard you. And it's almost <laughs> like Levine forgot the type of player he was. It almost like he forgot what his legs could do just because of those injuries he's been dealing with over the last season. So it's almost like there was a light that went off in his head and he just gave a little jab to the right, got that bit of space and went mm-hmm. around the left of his defender and yammed it on him. And when I saw that, I was just smiling, man. I don't know. It was just nice to see because because he tore his ACL and yeah, he came back. Yeah. Exactly, that's, that's a, a nice that's an insane injury to deal with, especially for a guard that really focuses on their that really uses their athleticism to their benefit to like ball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's averaging twenty seven points per game on nearly fifty percent shooting. This is what the Bulls need. They need someone to establish themselves as a go-to guy on this team. It's really a team of a bunch of young prospects now, and Zach Levine 
is it's an exciting it, team. He's though. taking the rain. Would you say he's taking the reins of this team almost? I mean, I think he's proven think, himself to be maybe the best player. No, he's the best player yeah. for sure until my boy Lowry comes back. Oh, Markin. once Markinen gets yeah. in the picture, we might be looking at something else. Who knows? Maybe they play off of each other beautifully and become like the duo. That could that that awesome. would be a nice pick and That'd roll. Be very I want to awesome. see that pick and roll, especially if you've got Jabari coming off of that. Jabari, Chris yeah. Dunn kind of becomes ineffective if he's not the ball handler, though. Essentially, but if you have Levine running off of Chris Dunn on a fast break, that's, that's going to be scary. Those yep. are freak athletes in the backcourt. So and they should also be good defensively, but also those guys are both injury prone. Chris Dunn is out with an injury right now. He's going to yep. be out for like three to five more weeks. Yeah, so two of those guys right there, Laurie and Chris, both out with yep. injuries. I mean, regardless though, they do have a team full of promising young guys. And honestly, around the league, there's so many teams with just so many young players that I just can't wait to see how the next 10, 15 years of their careers are going to unfold. It's just, I'm so excited that like, we get to grow up with this NBA basketball now and just get to see how things take shape. It's, it's just going to be so much fun. Yep. Agreed. And so that concludes all of the content that we have for you here on our first show. Ryan, you got anything else to say to the listeners? Yeah, guys. So real quick. So go ahead and give us a follow on our Instagram and Twitter pages at court underscore visions. There you'll be able to see some content, but mostly be able to interact with us and maybe throw out some topics that you want to hear. Maybe if you have a different take on something we said, or if you just flat out disagree with something we said, get the debate going. I mean, there's even a chance that we're going to bring some people on into the show this year. So start that dialogue with us. Get it going. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. All right. Thanks for that, Ryan. We definitely want to see you guys getting on our Instagram and Twitter handles. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, and one more thing I just wanted to say is that if anyone missed a video of James Harden getting yelled at by a fan, he got his beard insulted. It was pretty awesome. I think you guys <laughs> should go hilarious. check it out. Go scope house of highlights. They got that. Yep. <laughs> Some funny stuff going on in <laughs> that right. Rockets game. <laughs> Peace, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening.